Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Thank you for tuning in uh, coast to coast uh, online, our digital platform. And also, we're really excited. The uh, countdown is on to uh, getting uh, our app on the uh, Apple platform and the Google platform. And um, once that's there, I mean, with the touch of a button, you can listen to all of our programming uh, literally just by tapping uh, the icon on your phone. We are super excited. Uh, one of the new programs that we are going to be launching, it's uh, every Tuesday from 11 to noon. It is a uh, amazing group of people from Washington, D.C. called Young Voices. We have their spokesperson, uh, Stephen Kent. He's joining us now. Stephen, thank you for uh, taking the time to join us. Hey, nice to be with you, Joe. So are you, do you actually live in Washington, D.C. Or, or, you know, the outskirts? I am blessed to be in the outskirts of the Washington, D.C. area, uh, somewhere, somewhere beyond the swamp. I'm going to say that's that's a tough life. I mean, I used to live um, uh, right there in Virginia, commuted down to D.C. every day for a while. Yep. Uh, I mean, it is. I mean, the weather alone. I mean, it's darn near insufferable. But then you throw into the mix a bunch of uh, people who really think they're more important than they than they really are. It, it becomes insufferable. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to keep uh, keep up life going in this town. So it's very nice to get out of the car every evening and, uh, and end in a place where nobody's talking about politics and people are worried about uh, more pressing matters like maintaining their lives and their relationships. So, yeah, always try to opt out of staying uh, out of the D.C. area. Well, Stephen, let me ask you this. We, we're starting your program. It's called Moving Forward with Young Voices. And I have to tell you, I am so excited because I'm familiar with um, – just because I've seen them on TV, I've, I've read their work online, uh, some of the individuals in your talent pool. Tell the audience about Young Voices generally. What is it that you do? Uh, what's your mission as an organization? Yeah, so our mission is making liberty mainstream here at Young Voices. We are dedicated as a nonprofit to furthering the careers of conservative and libertarian young people under the age of 35 and helping them build meaningful and visible careers in public policy, uh, media and journalism, and academia. So we, we headhunt and, and try to find really talented young people who are champions of the classical liberal tradition, and we help them move their careers along and help them find opportunities and hone their voice, develop their writing skills and their speaking skills. And that's just sort of a, a, a broad look at what Young Voices does, and I've, I've worked here for three years. I, I love every day doing it. Does it frustrate you and the uh, the young voices that you're working with when they see journalists who aren't acting as journalists, when they start acting as advocates? I mean, that must be, you know, I, I used to practice law when I would watch, you know, these uh, lawyer shows on TV. I'd be like, oh, that's nothing like the law. Do you feel the same way when you see, uh, again, profess, self-professed journalists saying or acting in a way that is totally antithetical to the way they should be acting? I mean, how does that rub you and, and your uh, staple of talent? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question, and I think it definitely depends on the person. I mean, Young Voices, we represent about 50, 50 people um, overall, and we are all individuals, right? And we all have different opinions on this stuff. I will say that 
I don't hold this expectation that journalists cannot be mixed up in advocacy and having strong views. I, I really think that the idea of the non, uh, the unbiased uh, and completely neutral journalist is a creation of the TV um, journalism era. It, it's not true of print journalism um, and even radio going at, back beyond. Uh, television, And so I, I just try to think in the long term of American history and all the partisan magazines and publications that you would have going all the way back to the founding and, and just be real and say, like, uh, look, journalists are people. And it, it might have just been a huge mistake that in the past couple of decades we've just decided to enforce now uh, this idea that they are not supposed to advocate or believe in certain things. I think that's a little bit of a mistake, and it boxes people in, and it also sets our expectations at a place where we're always going to be mad anytime that that veneer is broken. That's interesting. Let me ask you this. So every uh, Tuesday from 11 to noon, we are going to have the opportunity. Uh, they'll sit down with Brian or myself. We'll talk about issues of the day. Why should people listen to this live broadcast? So let me just explain to the audience. From 11 to noon every Tuesday, uh, Brian or myself, we're going to be sitting down with these young voices uh, three to four every week talking about current issues that are going to impact you. And then we're also going to put that into podcast form. So if you don't, if you can't hear it live or you miss the broadcast, you can pick up on that. But Stephen, let me ask you, why is it important? Why would you say people should listen to young people? I mean, you know, we have this class divide, we have a wealth divide, and I think increasingly we have this divide between, you know, the older and the younger. So why would yeah. you tell an audience to say, you know what, there's wisdom in listening to these young people? Yeah, well, we're just super fun, aren't we? You know, there, there are a number of reasons, but I, I also think, and I like to start with a reminder that the majority of Americans live on the streets of political homelessness. They are not represented in the hyper-partisan discourse and the two parties that are pushing away people at record rates. Young people um, are at the center of that. Um, you know, we're talking about people 35 and under that are just totally unrepresented because they're politically complicated people. And as a generation, and there was a study that came out just this week, actually, from the Walton Family Foundation and Echelon Insights that showed how Gen Z and millennials are just rock solid, consistent in their concerns about the environment and climate change, okay? Now, four out of ten hold fast to the belief that the standards of living in their future are going to be adversely impacted uh, by the changing climate. Now, on the flip side, they are energized by the idea of the American dream. Do you ever hear about that? I mean, they love the vision of this country, the idea of self-determination. Black and brown young people are more likely than their white counterparts to believe that their lives are going to be better than their parents in terms of opportunity. I think the number was like 60% for, for black young people and 42% for young white kids about the optimism of their future. And again, like, do you see this confluence of attitudes represented in the two-party duopoly? Because I sure as heck don't. One side wants you to believe nothing is wrong, everything is awesome, and the other wants you to basically believe and endorse an entire fountain full of nihilism uh, and contempt for the American idea. And I will, I'll tell you, Joe, like, it, it's a dead end for reaching the hearts and minds of the next generation. Um, and I think it's just fun to, to hear from young people about how wrong um, the two-party assumption about the way young people think really is. 
I've got to say one of the things that I'm most excited about is that I get excited listening to young people who understand liberty, who understand responsibility, even if we don't see eye to eye on all the issues, because like you said, Stephen, that's the future. And if if we're not cultivating young voices and that rising generation, so I get inspired when I hear young people who get it, who understand it and who say, I have a stake in this. Is that what we should expect when we tune in uh, to the program every Tuesday? Yeah, you certainly should. Um, There's going to be a strong strand of liberty in this show every week. And I think at the end of the day, we're optimists here at Young Voices. And while, yes, you're going to hear on moving forward about the active threats to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness that are out there, they're very real. You're also going to hear about our very real human progress, the way technology is shaping a better future, the way new forms of energy like nuclear are going to change the world. You're going to hear about how cities are moving uh, and the innovations that are going to change the way that we work and where we work. We're not going to be looking back, back, back on this show and longing for days that are gone. You know, we really believe in, in that, you know, we're going to be looking to what comes next. And we're going to be liking looking at timeless principles well, that have set humanity free. Stephen, um, Stephen, we only have about 10 seconds left and I have to fit in one more question. Is it true that the only movie worse than Star Wars is Waterworld? Absolutely true. <laughs> we'll be back with more right after this break.